Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Amanda Gates, and this is Home Energy Design. To continue with our theme of doing reruns this month, I'm taking you back to January of 2012. Yet another practitioner that changed my life. Angel Guidance Coach Melissa Kitto. What's really great about when you go through an awakening of sorts, it's like spirit just brings you all the right people in your life, right? That's what's so cool about Melissa. Real quick, before I dive in, I just want to mention early bird enrollment ended uh, a couple of days ago for Mastering Feng Shui, and no surprise, we got inundated with emails from people who missed it or forgot to sign up. So here's what I'm going to do. If you email us within the next three days, Elliot will send you a special link to sign up. This link will be a private custom link that we create in the back end, and that will give you access to sign up at the special price. So if that's something that you're interested in, just shoot us an email and let us know that you missed it. Uh, you can reach us at letschat at thegatescompany.com and we'll get you enrolled. All right, that way you get the early bird pricing because the general enrollment opens up next month. So this is just a great opportunity to partake in the course, get some really great um, freebies and also a great price. So I understand, but um, that way it's, it's not public. So we'll just create a link for you. All right, so picture this. At the time of meeting Melissa, my now ex-husband and I were going through therapy. That's right. According to Tennessee state law back then, I don't know what it is like now, but according to Tennessee state law back then, in order to get divorced in the county that I live in, you had to prove that you've exhausted all avenues to work it out, which meant therapy. Well, I only made it six months. I mean, I, I didn't need to go to therapy. I did not want to be with this narcissist. I was done. <laughs> I was completely done. But, you know, to go through the motion so that I could file for divorce, this is what I had to do. So I had just had my private session with Psychic K, who uh, is the show that I shared with you last week. And my guides were relaying to K that I really needed to get the heck out of Dodge, right? Like my guides were like, get out, just get out. <laughs> The problem was at this point in my life, we had, Lance and I had lost our house due to the housing collapse. Um, my retail shop that I had worked six years to build up and, and really get to the way that I wanted it was, I, I had to close it. I, oh, and the best part is I had no place to live at this point. So I'm homeless. I had to close my studio and, um, you know, I had uh, two years left on my commercial lease for my studio and I couldn't afford it. So what ended up happening is, is I was trying to find someone to sublease it to take over basically those two years. So to say that I was on the verge of a breakdown is an understatement. This is what most astrologers, you know, I've had several on the, the uh, podcast here, but this is what we refer to as a Saturn return. When everything in your life comes to a crashing halt, right? Everything is falling apart and you're just left stripped of all that you know, everything that's comfy. You just get completely like stripped down to nothing. And let me tell you, being in the middle of this 
is absolutely zero fun. So here I am, I'm homeless. I uh, can no longer afford my lease on my commercial space, my retail shop. So I'm trying to find a uh, subletter to lease it out. And I did actually find someone to lease the space. The caveat was they wanted to be in the space in the next two weeks. So that would have been great. However, I was homeless and uh, I couldn't find a place to live. Now, in hindsight, looking back, this was really the most glorious revolution and evolution of my life. Many, many positive changes occurred in my life because of these events. However, going through them is absolutely brutal. And I, you know, not only have I lived it, but I've heard the stories of many of you that listen to this show. I know that many of you have gone through traumatic deaths in your life. Um, you've experienced divorce, you've experienced um, illness, you've, you know, lost parents, friends, things like that. So I know that you know what I'm experiencing. I know that you know what this is like and what I went through. So in the fall of 2011, in the midst of all this chaos, I had to go to a stupid business conference. And the reason that I had to go to it is because I signed up for it a year ago, a year in advance. And it was an Allie Brown event called Shine. And it was being held in Dallas, Texas. Now, mind you, you know, I paid, oh my God, I paid like $4,000 for this ticket, plus airfare, plus my hotel. I mean, it was nonsense. So I was like, well, heck, you know, I spent all this money, I need to go. And really, I probably shouldn't have gone. I'm homeless. I've got to get out of my 2,000 or my 4,000 square foot space. Like I had a lot going on. So I'm not sure why I went. But now I know in hindsight why I did go. Because while at lunch one day, while I was at this conference, the person next to me said, love, you need to breathe or you are going to pass out. And she was right. I was so stressed out because... I had just leased this 4,000 square foot retail shop. I needed to be out of this space in two weeks. And FYI, this is in November. So this Allie Brown event was in the second week of November. And so that meant that I needed to be moving during Thanksgiving week. I had no place to go. And I had been living in my retail shop for the past month because I couldn't find a place to move. You see, no one would rent an apartment to me or rent a house to me because I didn't have a husband and I didn't have a co-signer and I was self-employed during economic unrest. You have to remember that during this time, you know, all of these uh, people had lost their homes. They were losing their jobs. I mean, this was a really chaotic time because... A lot of people were defaulting on their loans, defaulting on their um, commitments. A lot of people didn't have jobs. I remember there were, you know, these highly, highly educated people, you know, applying for jobs at Starbucks. I mean, that's how desperate they were to get a job. So I was what everyone called a high risk. You know, I'm not married. I don't have a second income. Oh, and by the way, I'm self-employed, going through a divorce, about to lose my shop. You know <laughs> I was a wreck. And here I was at a stupid conference learning about how to be a successful millionaire. And I was just trying to figure out how I was going to convince the state 
of Tennessee to grant me my divorce, move out of my commercial space in two weeks during a holiday with no place to live. And simultaneously, while I was at this event, I was desperately trying to find a place to live. I was calling all of these people. I was calling apartment complexes and Remember, because all these people had lost their homes, guess where they were living? In all the apartments. So all of the apartments in Nashville were full. <laughs> I, mean, I was so bad. So needless to say, I was a little stressed out. But that person that leaned over and told me to breathe was my guest today, Melissa Kitto. When I returned home from that event, she held a contest for three people to win a reading with her. Well, I was one that won one of those readings. How I manifested anything during such turmoil is beyond me. But all I can say is my spirit team was like, good Lord, this child needs a reading. But in that session, Melissa told me, honey, you got to calm down. And a place will manifest only when you are clear about what it is that you need and want and you're clear about what this space will give you. She said what I wanted was right there, you know, like the energy was right there. But because my energy was so frenetic, I was pushing it away. And she was right. Two months later, I was in a space, an amazing space. This gentleman took pity on me, allowed me to rent his home. Things were much calmer. I had somebody in my retail space who was subletting from me and everything was just better. And because it had really shifted my energy and, and really uh, changed the way I communicated with spirit, because you'll learn in today's show, uh, which I recorded many moons ago, but you're going to learn how to ask for things in your life. There's a right way and a wrong way. And because she taught me that, I was blown away by the difference that it made in my life. And that's why I invited her onto the Zen Shocker podcast to share her tips on how to effectively communicate with your angels in a way that actually works. <laughs> what an amazing thing, right? How many times have you said, should I do this? What do you think that I should do about this? Can I do this? Well, guess what? You're going to learn in today's show. That's not how you do it. Pretty cool, right? And FYI, I just want to say the recording of this is not super great. Melissa's sounds awesome, but I was actually uh, recording this that day in a closet because they were jackhammering on the street outside my house. And I was whispering into the microphone. I don't know why I was whispering, but <laughs> I mean, we're talking almost 10 years ago. So who knows what I was thinking, but the information is fantastic nonetheless. So in this interview, you're going to learn how to get your intuition back, what intuition really looks like, and how to effectively communicate with your angels with techniques that hone your abilities and actually work. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome to Zen Chakra. The goal of this podcast is to bring you the best tips and techniques on things like energy healing, the law of attraction, the chakras, lucid dreaming, meditation, and emotional freedom from some of the best minds in the New Age sector. 
Join us each month as we open up the conversation and help you on your journey to enlightenment. Well, hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to Zen Chakra. I'm your host, Amanda, and today's guest is an angel guidance coach, Melissa Kitto. She passionately helps those spiritual seekers who are yearning to connect and be connected with their angels, a skill that she learned at the wise age of 12 and completely by accident. By the age of 13, she knew that her life's purpose would be to share in spiritual truths and offer guidance, even though she wasn't sure exactly how that was going to happen. Melissa, originally from New Zealand, moved to the U.S. in 2003 and now resides in Virginia. Melissa's expertise isn't just communicating with her angels, but showing people how to communicate directly with their own by teaching them how to listen and be more aware of their presence. Her belief? By being connected with your angels, you receive the guidance that leads to living your unique life purpose, abundance, and success. She holds certificates as a spiritual consultant from the American Leadership College, as well as a bachelor's degree in psychology. She also has a diploma in teaching from the University of Canterbury, and Melissa's website, communicatewithangels.com, is filled with a plethora of information on angel guidance, finding your heart's desire, and also includes her popular ebook, How to Communicate with Your Angels, a step-by-step guide that teaches you how to feel, think, and act with your own angels. And if that wasn't enough, she also offers angel guidance readings and consultations to help you become more spiritually connected to your angels too. Join me as I sit down with Melissa today to discuss angels, vibrations, learn how to align with your purpose, and find clues in your own angel communication. Melissa, thanks so much for joining us on the show today. I just wanted to get the audience a little bit more situated. You're an angel guidance coach, and I just wanted you to give us a little bit of information about what an angel guidance coach is. Sure. Thank you for having me on. I'm really excited to be here. So an angel guidance coach is actually a name that I coined about three or four years ago. And what my focus is, is really helping people to become aware of the angelic guidance that has been with them all of their life and learn to communicate and tune in to that higher guidance. And my main mission really is to show people all around the world how simple it is to communicate directly with your guidance and the benefits that can come from that to find your life purpose, to have a happier, more fulfilling life, and generally just, you know, grow as a person and have a more um, satisfying life here while we're here on planet Earth. Sure. So how did you know that you were an angel guidance coach? How did this come about for you? Well, it was a long process, actually. I, When I was 12 years old, my, I was introduced to this whole spiritual world by my mother. And she became involved with an organization called the Inner Peace Movement. And one of the services that's offered there is um, a profile consultation where you would learn how to communicate with your angels. I had just really been exposed to all of this from my mom. Every now and again, she would share with me some 
things that she was learning from, you know, zillions of books she was reading about new age and spirituality topics. And I remember when she first told me about angels, I was a little skeptical, actually. I didn't think that I wanted these beings watching my every move. I wanted my privacy. So when I had this consultation, I was mostly curious and I didn't really know what to expect. And there was a part of this session, which is actually what I now do for other people, where I learned a technique to ask my angels a question and receive an answer. And at the time, I didn't expect it to work, but it did. And it really took me by surprise. So at that time, I had an experience that helped me to understand that we live in two worlds at one time. We live in the physical world around us, which we can see and touch, and then we also are connected with the spiritual realm. And luckily, I got exposed to this from a young age, and so didn't lose it like some people do. We can all get it back, though, this connection with your intuition and spirit. So, you know, that was over 20 years ago now, and... Gradually, I became involved in teaching um, workshops to others and consultations. I moved to the United States in, in 2003, and that's when I really became a teacher of this rather than just a student on my own journey. So it's been quite an evolution to the point now where my husband Richard and I have created um, this online website, communicatewithangels.com, to actually take these techniques and services that are so valuable and get them out there on more of a worldwide scale. So I feel like I'm fulfilling my personal mission that way and really using the internet as a tool to get this this message out there in a bigger way. I agree. I think it's fantastic. You mentioned that you were very skeptical at first and I would have to say that probably a lot of people are skeptical. Um, anything to do with I think uh, something that we can't see, we uh, fear it. What were some of the techniques that you used that really worked for you to allow you to connect? Yeah, well, you know, some of the techniques, you nearly need to be working individually to learn them. It's quite a process, but it's actually very simple. For me, once I got that first answer, I knew that that couldn't be denied. And, you know, some people may be skeptical, but when we really look at it, everybody has had some kind of mystical experience. Um, I remember when I was four years old, I was just playing in the living room. And I felt like I was floating above the ground. And then I kind of jumped back down to my feet again. And I did this several times. I was floating above the carpet. And then I just went back to standing on the floor. And I ran out to the kitchen where my mother was cooking dinner. And I said, Mom, I can fly. And she said, she looked at me a little worried. And she said, oh, no, you can't, dear. And, um, you know, I was a gymnast when I was little. So I think she was afraid I was going to, like, jump off a couch and <laughs> my head open or something. Because <laughs> I tended to roll around. And... Um, and, but I, when she said that, I remember just kind of standing there in confusion because I knew that I had just done it. But my mother, who, you know, was the all-knowing one at four, when I was four, just told me that it wasn't possible. So I was just standing there confused. And then looking back on that, in hindsight, I realized what actually was going on was I was somewhat astral traveling out of my body at that time, but I didn't realize that well, that's what it was when I was four. 
And I'd forgotten about that experience for a number of years. And then, you know, in a group work session one time, I remembered it. And that's an example of things that happen to people all the time. I get people coming up to me in classes and saying, okay, can I just pull you aside for a minute and tell you something? I've never told anybody this before. Um, and then they proceed to tell me about they saw their you know, loved one that had passed on visit them or they saw an angel or they saw some light and had a dream, an out-of-body experience. And, you know, I think, wow, if everybody would just talk about this a little bit more, they would realize that it's actually very normal. People fear things that they don't understand, but we have two parts to our nature. We have our intellect, which is the understanding, analyzing, logical side, and then we have our feeling or intuitive nature. And all of these somewhat mystical experiences are when we're really more in that feeling nature, when we're just flowing and trusting. So it's the intellectual side that doesn't understand it and fears it because those experiences aren't part of our logical side. It just doesn't fit with that. So the way to, you know, coming back to your original question, which is what the, the techniques that help me, it's really a process of experiencing and gradually unfolding to using your intuitive gifts and learning to trust it more. Um, I, I truly believe that everybody's doing this anyway. Whatever language they would use to interpret it, you know, a hunch or an idea or an aha moment, just some people are more aware and in tune with it than others. And that's really what my work helps people to do is to become aware of what's already there. So it's like nobody can teach you how to communicate with your angels. All we can do is actually bring you awareness of what's already there. It's been with you all of your life. And a lot of young children have imaginary friends. They're not really imaginary. You know, those little children are just talking to their angels that they can feel around them. I like that. And I think you're right. It is really important for us to trust and I think for myself especially, that's one that's been uh, probably the hardest issue for me to overcome because I don't, if I get that spark of uh, insight, intuition, or that gut feeling, that logical side of me kicks in and says, no, 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 that can't be right. I can't, you know, that's not going to work because of X, Y, Z. So trust, I think, is a big one for a lot of people. Are there different ways of communication there are actually we have so our angels communicate with us through our intuition so the more that you develop your intuition or your psychic ability whatever you want to call it the more in tune you're going to be with your angels and there's four different avenues of that intuitive communication or awareness and we all have all four of these spiritual gifts but you have one that's your primary gift and your primary gift is the main way that you're going to receive messages from your angels. So the four spiritual gifts are intuition, vision, prophecy, and feeling. An intuitive person is clairaudient. So they will, their messages come in more as thoughts. Maybe hearing your name called and there's no one there. Um, it's not really like hearing a voice. It's more like perceiving your own thoughts. Intuitives are very mental. And that's how energy comes into them is through a thought process and understanding. For a visionary, they're clairvoyant. 
So visionaries think in pictures. And so thoughts and impressions come in as pictures. And this is my primary gift. And a lot of times when my angels are giving me ideas and talking to me, I'll actually see a vision of what it's going to look like or a plan or a business idea where I'll sort of see it visually. Um, and visionaries will have very vivid dreams. They'll often dream in color and they can see auras pretty easily. Uh, prophetic type people, their perception is through an inner knowing. They just know things without being told. So you'll hear a prophetic person talk about following your gut. Um, my brother-in-law is a really good example of this. I remember one day, my, my brother-in-law and my sister live in London in the UK, and I was visiting them one time and we got lost in the middle of London. And if you've ever been there, there's really windy small streets everywhere and we were just lost in, <laughs> in these streets. And my sister just was turning the map upside down. She was completely lost. She couldn't figure it out. So my brother-in-law just said, don't worry about the map. I'm just going to follow my gut. And so he just starts driving. Off he goes. And I'm wondering, where on earth are we? And then all of a sudden he pops out onto the right street just near his house. So that's the kind of thing that a prophetic type person will do. They'll just follow their sensitivity, which guides them in the right direction. Um, the prophetics will have premonitions about the future and kind of know how things are going to turn out. And I've met quite a few prophetics who actually have negative premonitions and get scared by that and turn it off. But it's important that if you receive something about the future, you see that as um, a warning or some guidance. And then the fourth one is feeling. So these people are, you know, the healers. They're very sensitive. Their communication with their angels comes in as feelings, hunches, just a sensing. You know, they'll just feel it in their body, what's right for them or how to move forward or if something's not right in the environment, they'll feel it very strongly. They can pick up on other people's emotions very easily. And they'll, you know, again, get those gut hunches. Um, and for it's interesting for a feeling type person if it doesn't feel good they won't do it they'll just be completely stubborn and um, and you know that used to annoy me sometimes with some of my feeler friends who said they were going to help me out with something and then didn't but it was like they didn't just as soon as they didn't have a feeling for it they're not going to do it so it's more of that sensitivity way of operating rather than from the head as well I find this interesting because I know that myself, when I go into meditation, my sense, I guess you could say, was that if I want to communicate with my na uh, my angels, it's got to be through vision. It never occurred to me that there were other avenues of communication. Yeah, and a lot of people get stuck with that. A lot of people actually think that they have to talk to their angels as in a verbal communication. So they get frustrated when they think they can't hear their angels. And part of the Angels Direct Connect consultation is to actually learn what your first gift is in the order of all four of them. And sometimes if a person's, you know, first gift is feeling and second is prophetic, well, no, you're not going to hear your angels as easily. You can do, you can develop all four of them, but it's just not going to be the easiest way to communicate. So, you know, that comes in when people have certain concepts about how it's going to work or think they're doing something wrong. That so, logic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's really important to work with your unique style, you know. 
I love that. I think that's going to help a lot of people. When people work with you, what is the most common request or question that you get? Well, I know a lot of people, this is probably the most common concern or question that people ask me is, how can I tell the difference between my own thoughts, my own head, and when my angels are talking to me? And it, it comes down to discernment. Again, like I just said, part of it could be that you're just not supposed to hear them you're supposed to feel them or know have a knowing or a picture but it comes from experience again and for me when I receive an impression from my angels I notice that it just pops into my head out of nowhere it comes as a flash an inspiration um, a gut feeling and it just kind of pops in there out of nowhere I didn't use any effort or figuring it out or coming up with the idea it's just there. It just pops in. And so through experience, you'll start to notice when that happens. I mean, like I said earlier, it's always happening for everybody, but they just think that's their own head. And so when you start to notice, oh, hang on, that was just a little flash that just came to me. I love, you know, Oprah's thing of the aha moment, because that's really what it's like. It's like, boom, okay, I've got the answer. And, and trusting that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's, that's absolutely. Because I think, like you said, with not knowing the four gifts, but getting that flash of inspiration, this whole time I've been thinking that I got to see, and it never occurred to me that there would be other ways to communicate, but to be able to trust that flash when it comes in and say, oh no, that wasn't logic, that was a flash of inspiration. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's probably the second most common <laughs> concern or a problem that people have with this is they don't trust themselves. So, and, and for a lot of people, the, the flash comes so quickly, they will talk themselves out of it immediately and not even realize they're doing that because they're so used to that habit of, you know, just trying to be logical and realistic and, and things. So when, where does that lack of trust come from? I mean, if we come in and as children... I mean, I've met so many children over the years that are just so open and bright and joyful. And as you mentioned, they can easily speak with their angels. Where does that lack of trust come in? Is it society and family or where do we learn that? Yeah, well, I mean, it is. It's society. A lot of it starts to occur when we go to school because then we start to uh, are taught to conform. And in Western society, our schools are very much based on the intellect. And actually, when I, I moved to the United States, my background is as a school teacher. And so I was teaching here for a while. And I found it was even more so that way than in my home country of New Zealand. And New Zealand schools are a bit more holistic. But here it was just very much about getting the right answer no you know there's just black and white there's no gray areas you're going to get this right answer on the test and I've noticed that the kids would be afraid to raise their hand in case they got it wrong programming and of course it comes from you know our parents as well who of course are doing the best they know how but that's all they know and so gradually because we start to rely more on our intellectual nature use our intellect to talk ourselves out of our impressions instead of actually the purpose of your intellect is to get you organized and directed. Your initial inspiration comes from your feeling part. So when you're in balance, you move and that, you know, that word flow, being in the flow, to me, this is about feel, think, act, feel, think, act. 
So it's that's that natural flow. I get an inspiration, a feeling, and then my intellect comes in to just organize it. How can I do this? And then take action. And a lot of people can get out of balance in that um, process. And I'm the same way as you. If I get out of balance, I start to overanalyze and doubt and go feel, think, 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 think. Maybe act, probably not, <laughs> probably yeah. procrastinate for a while, right? So how can and, our circumstances or our environment affect our ability to communicate? Because I know that um, I had the opportunity to work with you last fall, and I was just in the thick of it. And I know that I don't see myself, I'm trying to and, and to hone in on my skills, but I don't trust, I guess is the best word, a lot of my intuition, and especially during that time. I was really trying desperately to go into meditation to really seek answers and I just for one I couldn't stop fidgeting because I was uh, so worked up in a froth over everything that was going on but how does that affect uh, even for somebody like you who is really honed in in that ability and can communicate much more easily than the masses um, when you're going through something dramatic in your life and the truth is is that if you're going through something very dramatic that you're very emotional about, you know, we, we all go through those times when there's just a lot of emotion, a lot of turmoil. And the truth is, is that that's going to make it really hard to be relaxed enough to tune in. It may not, <laughs> not be what the listeners like to hear, but, you know, I actually was just working with a lady a couple of days ago who her father has passed away and she's in the midst of a lot of grief. And she was saying, you know, I used to be able to get clear answers from my guidance but just recently since my dad died I just can't get anything and I said you're really best to leave it alone for a while because if you're emotional it, it, you're not your vibration is not in the right state to be able to be tuned in and one of the first steps that um, is in our programs and in our ebook as well is to learn how to spiritually cleanse which will raise your vibration to be more connected and more tuned in with your angels. Your angels have a high vibration of energy all the time. Um, and they're vibrating in a very high frequency. And that's actually why we can't see them. It's like the when you see the um, blades of a fan spinning very, very fast, you can't actually see those blades, even though you know that they're there. And that's why we can't see our angels usually, because their vibration and frequency is so fast, we can't perceive it. So we can raise our vibration through cleansing techniques and things. But if you're very, very emotional, it's hard to even do that. And so the best, the first step, if you're in that kind of a situation right now, is do what you can to start to feel more positive, you know, whatever that might be. For me, it's yoga. If I do yoga every day, I feel more centered. Um, might be just go out and take a walk and definitely learn these techniques for raising your own energy to be calm and relaxed and cleansing your environment, being patient with that. So for everybody, the key to working with your angels is to be relaxed. And what about you? I know that you offer guidance readings for people who want to just get straight to it and don't want to do it themselves. Is it harder for you to connect and be able to offer them guidance if they are in a dramatic situation? No, it's not because um, I remain detached from that. So that is actually one of my gifts as an individual is I'm able to stay pretty detached from picking up on other people's stuff. Feeling is my last gift, so <laughs> it's not as strong for me to just feel what everyone else is feeling. 
So that's actually one of the things that's very helpful with getting an angel guidance reading is I'm able to tune in to a person's angels where perhaps they're just in a state where they can't. And I can see very clearly actually what is in a person's best interest and what isn't. And I didn't used to do readings because I didn't like the idea of being someone's guru or giving them their answers. And I started to do them because I could see that sometimes we're just in a state like you were describing, an emotional experience where, okay, I just need some outside confirmation. And so that's why the readings can be very helpful when you just need to get out of your own way, (laughs) you know, and work with someone who's tuned in. Yeah, I can see it, what you can't. Tell us a little bit about your direct connect for those who are listening. What exactly is that? So it's an 80-minute consultation where a person will learn, first of all, what their gift is, your gift order of those intuition, vision, prophecy, and feeling, how many angels you're working with, and how they're contacting you. And I take some time to, it's very experiential. There's two techniques that a person will learn in there the spiritual cleansing so that you can be tuned in and relaxed all the time and really maintain that. So this is not a technique that you have to kind of sit in the lotus position on your own to do. You can do it anywhere, anytime. You can do it when you're driving. You can do it at work. So it's very practical. And it's important to, you know, for a person to learn to discern when is my energy getting low, when am I getting stressed, when am I getting out of balance and quickly come back to being centered. And then people will learn a technique in the consultation where you'll be able to ask your angels questions and get immediate answers. And that is not through the gifts. It's actually more simple than that. (laughs) So I think, of course, we want to be able to pick up hunches and inspirations and ideas from our angels. But the direct communication technique is a way of getting confirmation and definite answers that you you won't need to doubt yourself anymore. And lately I've been realizing that people think that that is more complicated than it really is. I get emails from people saying, well, you know, I know you say it's really simple, but I don't feel like I'm ready for it or I'm not advanced enough. And I mean, you know, I was 12 (laughs) and I didn't know what I was doing at all. So anybody can do this. And it's so helpful. For me, I use it when I have an important decision to make about timing, about, yeah, mainly being in the right place at the right time and choosing the opportunities that are right for me. Just this past week, I w- I've been working on a free teller class that I'm going to offer, and I started feeling funny about it, and I heard my angel say timing in my head. That just word came to me. So I said, huh, maybe I need to look at what's the best day to do this. And so I use that direct communication technique to just ask very direct questions. Okay, well, the best time to do this be on Tuesday, the 7th of February? No. Okay, would the best day to do this be Wednesday, February 8th? Yes. Okay, so then I was able to just shift the timing by one day. But even just that one day, oh, okay, help me relax. <laughs> I've got one more day to get this website up that I need to prepare for the call and all those different little details that need to be taken care of. I was starting to feel pressured by the project and my angels helped me to find what the solution was so that I could still reach my goal and do this teleclass but not feel pressured by it like I didn't have enough time to get all the work done that I needed to. So it's very practical in those kind of ways that people can apply in their life. 
I think it's great that you offer it. That service alone is very valuable to a lot of people, especially for how much you offer. In what seems like, I mean, 80 minutes is, is not very much time to really gain knowledge that can really expand yourself and, and be able to give you some awesome techniques. I think that's great. Thank you. Yeah, I, I see how much it, it helps people, so I'm thrilled to be doing it. Yeah, I think it's great that you've decided to do that. What is the one thing or things that prevents most of us from being able to connect from spirit? Is it just that lack of trust? Or you mentioned the, the questioning that we have. It, maybe it's even a sense of unworthiness, like, oh, they're way too busy. You know, they don't possibly have time. What, what do you think it really is? Yeah, well, all of those things you mentioned are, are a part of it. And, of course, different people are going to have different experiences. Um, they're not trusting is absolutely a key. So... It's important for people to learn to actually listen to those hunches that you're getting and trust it as more valid than what you might be coming up with in your head. And that takes a little bit of practice if you're not used to it. Being kind of stressed or pressured it makes it difficult to connect. So if I, I get into a habit sometimes of rushing around too much or trying to do 10 things at once, and that just makes it very hard for my angels to get through. <laughs> it's like there's too much clutter in the way. So it's really important just to take that time to, you know, take a deep breath, cleanse. Yeah. And, and you're right about the um, putting your, kind of putting your angels on a pedestal, that some people do that. And that comes from religious training where we perceive that God or our angels are somewhat more worthy or on a, on a higher um, realm than we are. And it's actually not the case. We're not we're not um, better than or worse than any other soul in the universe. And our angels are just souls. They simply have graduated from planet Earth. They've mastered the lessons here. and But they're still learning and growing from being an angel for you, for helping you. So when people put their angels up on a pedestal and go, oh, am I being good enough for you? Am I worthy enough for you? You know, it, it feels like, well, my angels wouldn't want to waste time on lowly old me. And that's the concept sometimes that people can have that can get them stuck. The truth is, is that your angels want to help you just as much as you need help or want help. And they really want to help you even more than you realize. So that communication is there all the time. Why not use it? There's actually a quote in the Bible that, that says, and I may not have every word right, but it's something along the lines of, if a man listen to an angel once in a thousand times, that angel would show the man a way to uprightness. So I really love that because it's like, okay, if I just listen once in a thousand times, I will be better off <laughs> than if I hadn't listened at all. So what is one tip then? I heard you uh, mention a couple of things like breathing and obviously having a, a clear head and not allowing our circumstances to really consume us. But what is the one tip that could really help us connect with our angels? If there was any one thing that you could recommend, what would that be? Yeah, well, here's a really tangible sign that people can start to uh, pay attention to that will help you to know when your angels are around and when they're talking with you. So it's when you have an ex a feeling of chills or tingling or goosebumps on your body so when because your angels have a high vibration of energy you will feel that as that extra charge when they come close and so when you feel chills your angels are wanting to communicate something to you it could be a sign to pay attention 
or a confirmation that you're on the right track, that you're right on with what you're talking about or doing. And I find that if I'm talking about a new idea or an opportunity with somebody, I might get chills right at that time that I'm considering taking on a new opportunity. That is a confirmation from my angel saying, hey, it would be a good thing for you to do to get involved in this. Fantastic. I love that. Yeah. So it's good for all the listeners to just pay attention to when it's happening during your day um, and say, oh, if you notice that, just take a second to discern what was it that my angels were communicating to me at that time. And usually it will be pretty obvious depending on what's going on in your surroundings. Well, and that's the key thing, pay attention. Yeah. (laughs) We're so wrapped up in the texting and the emails and the the hustle and bustle of the day that we're probably getting uh, quite a bit of confirmation, but they're trying to basically win us over through all of these other things that we're interacting with and not paying attention. Right. Your ebook, uh, How to Communicate with Angels, which can be found on Melissa's website, helps you receive messages. And what I found really awesome is the point of asking the right questions. Give us an example of a bad versus a good question that people would typically ask or how they would do it. Yeah, this is a really big key. Because it's not just a matter of having that communication, it's knowing the best way to approach the communication. So there's really two questions that are no-nos. The first one is should. So should I do this or should I do that? Our angels don't want to interfere with our free will and they won't make our decisions for us. So if you're asking what you should do, you may not get any answer or you might get a confusing answer. And the other no-no really is to ask a question that begins with, will I? So, will I meet my soulmate or will I get a new job? That depends on you. You know, if anybody thinks they can predict the future, well, I disagree because everything is always shifting and changing at any moment. And that's really the beauty of this life experience is that you have free will. So, Instead of saying, will I do this? The better way to approach it is to say, what do I really want? For example, if your goal is to have a new job, then write down what you really want and don't hold back. You know, don't limit yourself. What is it that you really want? And then ask your angels how they can help you to get that. And they will. Because if you truly want something, then there's no question that it is an alignment for you. It's the next step in fulfilling your life purpose. So then your angels can help you with recognizing the best opportunity, knowing how to take action to get what you want, etc. So this is an alignment with the law of attraction because um, it's really you know, empowering you to create your life rather than feeling like it's all happening to you. So your angels won't tell you what to do. They'll just help give you ideas and suggestions to help get you there. I love that. That is such a valid point because many do phrase their questions incorrectly. Glad that uh, you pointed that out. And I think it's also poignant to say that oftentimes people don't take the time to just sit down and really think about what it is that they want. Like what talk about feelings I mean if you really sit down and try to think about the direction you want to go and honoring the feelings of excitement when you hit on the the thing that is going to make you the happiest 
um, a lot of people don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. For a number of reasons, they don't do it. I used to think for me, it was really selfish to have what you wanted. I denied that for a long time. And, but it's actually the way that you figure out what your best step is. So, yeah. yeah. I think that's great. How can a strong connection with spirit heighten our ability to manifest? Or rather, why is a strong connection necessary to manifest our heart's desire? Yeah, well, this is following through with what we we're just talking about is really the first step is to get in touch with what you really want. And some people are attached to a way of getting to what they want instead of looking at what they really want, which is the end outcome. It's being open and your angels will help you to discern what your goal is. And then what happens is they help us to get out of our comfort zone or to bring you ideas and signs and inspirations that you wouldn't have thought of on your own. You know, I kind of think of it like we're all inside a little box. My box is what I have experienced and my understanding and beliefs at this time. Um, and that's all I know. You know, when I grow more, I'll know more. But right now, this is where I'm at. But your angels don't live in that box. They have a bird's eye view on planet Earth and they can see your potential. They can see the real you. And they can also have a bird's eye view on other um, people that you can work with to help you reach your goals. And so if you get this, you know, inspiration or flash to suddenly turn on the TV or, you know, search something into Google and find an answer that you're looking for, that can open up amazing doors and opportunities that you never would have thought of. So that's why being connected with spirit, with angels, whatever you want to call it, can actually help you manifest because you'll be in tune with awareness and ideas that you never would have thought of if you just stayed within your own kind of logic, if that makes sense. Sure. So for the yeah. entrepreneurs that are listening, along basically those same lines, how does a close connection with spirit go hand-in-hand hand with fulfilling and successful career? This probably has a little bit, too, to do with just sitting down and getting clear about what it is that you want. Yeah, I mean, that's so key is to really get in touch with what you want. And in 2008, I went to a spiritual retreat that kind of turned me upside down. <laughs> I felt like I was doing a headstand for a while because I, I learned this idea that when I do what I really, really want, that is what guides me to living my life purpose to what I'm here to do. So it, there is also a religious concept out there that, you know, God is going to tell me what I should do and I might be miserable, but I have to do God's will. It's actually not the case. It's what whatever I truly want, whatever will bring me the most happiness, what I'm naturally drawn to, you know, there's something in it for me or you wouldn't be drawn to it. And that is all encompassing. It's material things you might want, um, you know, goals for your business, personal things you would like to do, travel, whatever it is. Every desire that you have is there to be fulfilled in some way because it's leading you to something, to the growth and the experiences that you need. So for entrepreneurs, I mean, I just love working with entrepreneurs because what an amazing way to express your life purpose is through a business endeavor. And it also opens you up to more abundance because, you know, you have the freedom to um, earn a higher income than you were just, you know, being paid an hourly rate as an employee. So... I noticed that a lot of people get drawn to 
having their own business, especially in this time. I think it's part of the whole shift of consciousness. We're now in 2012 to have more freedom and to, you know, create your own um, success. So I think for an entrepreneur, being in touch with your intuition and your guidance is essential because it's going to, like I said earlier, guide you to those opportunities that you just wouldn't have seen on your own. I agree. And I think that when you really fulfill that heart's desire and you're doing what you absolutely love, everything falls into place. You get into that flow that you were talking about earlier and you're more joyful. Everything about your energy, everything about you shifts. And when you're in that place, you're going to be able to manifest more and really serve your purpose better, I think. Yeah, exactly. They go hand in hand. Yeah, I love that. Uh, in doing a little bit of research uh, on you before I did the show, and you had mentioned to me that you were certified with ALC or the Americana Leadership College, I'd never heard of this before you. I just wanted to know what type of school this was. Well, it is a spiritual school. It's not a campus or anything. It's um, a worldwide organization that was founded by Dr. Francisco Cole. And this is where I have all my training from, where Francisco Cole put together an organization that would provide tools and techniques for people to help themselves spiritually. So rather than have being a healer or a guru for you and sending you off on your way, it's really about empowering you to have all of these tools and techniques for yourself to improve your own life. So there's a lot of different workshops you can take. There's certifications to give consultations for people and instruct courses. And there's different departments. I mentioned the inner peace movement at the beginning that my mom got involved in. That's one of the departments under ALC. And it is, I think it's kind of the world's best kept secret, which is why you've never heard of it. But I've never seen anything else out there. And, and in our local community, my husband and I start those those groups um, of people that meet to grow spiritually because we need uh, experience, you know, to solidify these things. It's hard to just go, okay, now I'm going to be intuitive or read a book. It's more about, you know, having regular practice of growing yourself. And that's what um, ALC and all the different movements under ALC provide people. Well, I was really excited to see that something was out there like this. You had mentioned teaching in New Zealand and how it's a little bit more of a holistic path versus uh, America. I, I, I definitely think that our schools are so geared towards logic and logical thinking and like you said, students not wanting to raise their hand for fear of being wrong and then that uh, unworthiness kicking in. So I love that something like this exists. I think that we should have more of things like this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it, this, you know, I remember uh, one of the instructors that I met through Americana Leadership College, I remember her saying one time, like, we have enough colleges out there for the intellect. <laughs> this, finally, now we have a college for the feeling nature. So we can come more into balance with that. So, you know, this is, and this is why the world is shifting now, because it's time to bring balance. We've been too intellectual for too long. And so now in Western society, we're bringing it back to balance with the feeling and the intellectual natures. That's great. So if we're on the wrong path, again, going back to uh, the flow that we've talked about, 
if we're essentially not in that flow of things, which I can definitely attest to, I, I did, I would have to say, probably three years of my life uh, not being in the flow that the universe wanted me to be in. Does that make it harder for us to connect if we're not on the path that we're supposed to be in? You know, I don't think it necessarily makes it harder to connect because it's never too late. We can always course correct. We come in here with, to planet Earth with a plan and a purpose for our life. And when people start to feel a sense of longing or inner crying or yearning for something more, that's a little clue that you could be behind schedule with the life plan that you set for yourself. But the good news is, is that your angels are always with you and it's never too late to get back on track. And so what really makes it hard, I mean, if you're on the wrong path in life, what really makes it hard to connect is what we were talking about earlier, which is feeling emotional and pressured. And um, if you can't detach yourself from, and I'm using the word emotion quite purposefully there because emotions are not true feelings. There's a difference. My true feelings is just the good, kind, loving, sharing part of me, the real me. Emotions really come from the intellect and fear. So the emotions are depression, fear, anger, you know, all of those kind of things. When that clouds your energy field, that's what makes it hard to connect. So, you know, again, it's about centering yourself and doing what you can to come back to your positive vibration and being able to maintain that too. Sounds like the flow isn't an issue, but if you are in the thick of it, whether it's trauma or grief or something like that, it might be a little bit harder to connect. How about the experience? Is the experience different? Will your angels try to connect in different ways or do things differently if they've got to get through, say, grief? Again, I don't think so. It's only our perception of it. One thing that people can pay attention to as well is just watching for the signs. Signs come to people in different ways. You know, people have written books about it, but I don't think it can really be classified into a book. It's more of an individual experience. I've heard some people see white feathers. I just about, in fact, I would say every day I see one, 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 either on the clock or on the speedometer in my car or that. And so just paying attention to those signs, that reassurance that your angels are just there supporting you. Even if they're not wanting to communicate a specific message to you, they want you to know that um, they're there supporting you and that they've got your back, so to speak. So it really goes back to that paying attention thing. In the new place that I've just moved into, I keep finding ladybugs everywhere. Uh -huh. And I thought it was interesting that I kept finding ladybugs because it doesn't seem to me, I could be completely incorrect, but to me it doesn't seem like ladybug type of season. Mm -hmm. And so I just kept kind of thinking in the back of my mind, well, maybe I'm, maybe these are gifts. Maybe they're being brought to me. And then last night I had a dream where I was in uh, a really bad situation and I felt something in my shoe and I took my shoe off and there were four ladybugs in my shoe. <laughs> <laughs> so I, when I woke up this morning, I'm like, okay, there's something going on here. There's a reason why I keep seeing ladybugs. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so that was pretty interesting. Um, I've been doing the podcast now for about seven months and every... A uh, person that I've had on the show has really been an advocate for daily meditation and just really taking care of yourself. And I wanted to know from your perspective, 
why is daily meditation important in order for us to be able to connect with our angels? Yeah, I mean, it's important to take some time to just have personal time. So I'm actually not necessarily an advocate for meditation practices in the traditional sense of, um, you know, sitting and thinking about nothing or something like that. I think it can take many different forms. But one of our spiritual needs is to have some personal connection time. And some people are more extroverted and they can go a little bit longer without it. You know, I'm more of an introverted person, so I know that I need it. And everybody does need it to just get clear and regroup. So if you don't give yourself a little bit of time each day to regroup your experiences, to go over what did I do today? Um, What did I learn from it? What would I do differently next time? What are the things that are coming up to me? What else other guidance do you have for me, angels? Um, It's like you get full up. There is stuck energy. You need to outflow and release and learn from it so that you can then kind of open yourself up to the next day and the next learning. So it is actually a spiritual need to have that reflection time and regrouping time. Otherwise, people kind of get stressed and sick if they didn't do that. So, So, again, it probably helps with that paying attention too. Yeah, yeah, it does. Because then your energy is just calm and relaxed once you're regrouped. So what I do is if I have a journal and every night um, I actually get a key word from my angels. It's one of the techniques people can learn in our Communicate with Angels ebook. And I use that key word as a pivot point to help me reflect on what I experienced during the day and what I learned from it so that at least once a day I'm just sitting there listening and being open and receptive um, And there have been times when I've come home really late and I don't regroup. I just get into bed. I'm tired. And those other nights that I can't get to sleep. (laughs) So I end up, yeah, so I end up getting up in the middle of the night and regrouping anyway. So it's become really essential for me just to be able to keep my energy balanced. I like that. I noticed and I loved, I read your testimonials on the website and I just loved this testimonial. A gal mentioned that she said that when she met you, she was unhappy, unsure and a bit lonely. But after taking one of your workshops, she's now very happy and very fulfilled. And I, I know that you have different workshops that you do, but what can someone expect from taking one of your workshops? Yeah, I think there's really nothing like that workshop experience, being in person and, you know, kind of uniting energy with everyone else there. So as much as I love the the internet as a tool, I couldn't let go of this side of my business. I tried to for a while and then I realized, no, I need the personal connection and others do too because there's really nothing like it. So that's one aspect of it is just sharing with like-minded people, being in a healing environment. And um, people in our workshops, we make it really practical. A lot of the courses that we teach are Americana Leadership College courses. And it's about practical techniques, you know, doing healing. Um, In our Angel Encounter Workshop, which people will see on our website, it's kind of giving you that whole day intensive of showing you how to connect with your angels in many different ways and giving you all the tools you need to then take away and practice. And I know I think that lady was actually in Dublin. That was one of our trips. We went to Ireland and... That was amazing fun. But look, she was, you know, struggling with a decision to, she had actually been working in Dubai. And um, then she was also having struggles with a boyfriend. And being able to just tune in and connect gave her the courage to see what was really right in front of her. 
where she needed to, you know, end a relationship and she needed to find a career that was more fulfilling to her. So she made some big changes because she was finally able to connect and get the guidance that she needed. So, of course, everybody's experience is going to be different, but um, being immersed in practical ways to develop that side of yourself um, is very valuable. And I think we need to place more value on that and see that it's, it's really the key to everything else. I agree. There is nothing like doing a workshop in person. I always have. I don't know if it's just been my circumstances as I've gotten older, but I I definitely was a lot more intuitive when I was younger. And I noticed that when I go to workshops and I'm around like-minded people with like-minded energy and you, the first day is a little bit hard. You're still trying to wind down from your day-to-day life. But by the second day, you're connecting with the people that are there. There's nothing like a, a live event. I, I am. I'm. I love workshops. Yeah, yeah. Nothing I'm excited. Like I'm actually putting. To, yeah, I'm putting together a weekend intensive that I'm going to do in the fall. That will be really helping people get in tune with their life purpose and how to make that practical. So, kind of coming up with that new idea, which is really inspiring. Do you know where you're going to have that, or when it's going to be, or it's still transpiring? It's <laughs> still transpiring, but it will likely be in the D.C. area. That's where I live, and uh, it's probably going to be September. So Fantastic. Well, Melissa, where can people find you if they would like to work with you? Yeah, so the website to go to is www.communicatewithangels.com, and we have our email addresses and phone numbers on there too. And uh, we have some free gifts on that website that people can you know, just check out and see if it's a good fit for you learn more about connecting with your angels and um, you'll also get an audio from my husband Richard who's an amazingly inspiring speaker um, so you know I just encourage people to check that out and um, explore more I encourage everybody to work with you I think it was when I met with you you allowed me to breathe and to calm down and it was you know I I feel like people will come to you either because they're progressive in thinking and looking for a way to elevate their own consciousness or they're just in the crap of things so myself I was in the (laughs) crap of things and you helped me tremendously so I think everybody should call you up and contact you if they're looking for guidance and you offer a lot of really great products on your website as well thank you yeah I'm thrilled to hear it was helpful to you so great very much so well Melissa thank you so much for joining us on the show today thank you it was it was really wonderful to to share and um just connect with you in this way I love it yeah and you I think that you've given our listeners quite a bit of information I think that this is going to be a very valuable podcast thank you thanks so much all right goodbye bye what an insightful podcast After my interview with Kay from Connect with Spirit back in December, she mentioned to me that music was incredibly important to raise my energetic vibration, something Melissa spoke of today. In order for us to connect, we must align ourselves properly. So ask yourself, what is it that you really want? What are you naturally drawn to? Remember to lift your energy, relax, and don't deny what you really want. It's your natural gift to the world, and remember, you deserve it. I want to thank you for listening today. I'm your host, Amanda, and I hope you've enjoyed this podcast as much as I did. 
If you would like more information on this show or have a question or comment, please email me at zenchakras at gmail.com. You can also visit the blog at zen-chakra.blogspot.com. And be sure to join us at our forum at zenchakra.myfreeforum.org. Bye for now. Wasn't that such a great show? (laughs) I love how relevant this information is today as it was back then. But I think it's hysterical that I was whispering into the microphone. How far I've come. Not to mention I have way better recording equipment these days, which is even funnier thinking about. I mean, my show back then was so duct taped. It's ridiculous. I had like 16 pieces of different software that I had gotten off of the internet so that I could record on Skype. I'm not even sure I could figure out how to do it today. Uh, but I managed to and uh, you know I didn't have the best recording equipment on top of that so it's kind of funny to listen back to it but the information is invaluable it's just as relevant today as it was back then so I would highly encourage you to uh, hire Melissa work with Melissa check her out She's got a fantastic website, uh, which is communicatewithangels.com. She's an incredible person. We are still friends to this day. Um, And she also has all of these amazing workshops. And a lot of the workshops that she runs nowadays are, you know, about sisterhood and empowerment. And, you know, we all evolve. We're all doing the same thing and trying to raise consciousness. And she's doing a superb job on it. So... I want to thank all of you for joining me today and listening to this amazing show that, again, is just as relevant today as it was back then. And I hope that you take the tips that she has shared and put them to use. Some of the tips that she's shared in this show are things that I still do to this day, especially the manifestation techniques and, you know, just how to really talk to your angels in a more effective way, which I thought was so powerful, right? If you're interested in a floor plan reading, be sure to check out our website, interiorvibes.com. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can find us at letschatatthegatescompany.com. All right, everyone, trust the vibe because the energy never lies.